0: Welcome to my official podcast on the eve of Christmas. And most importantly, my guest is my beloved husband, Geordie. And he and I thought we'd contemplate Christmas this year looking back on our virtual cocktail party, which was such fun, and looking back also on the many different Christmases which our ancestors have spent here at Highclere, in fact, over the last 1,000 years, although I can't pretend we were there quite that long ago. (music)
1: Well, a 1,000 years is a fair time. i not quite through the 1,000 years, but how long has your estate been in, in, in the family since 1679? So maybe I'm 300 and something years or 350,
0: 60 years well, You're doing very well. I think we need to bottle longevity, particularly in the extraordinary year in which we've lived through. I really enjoyed writing Christmas at Highclere, Geordie. It, made me think about memories of people who've lived here before us, of the recipes and the family gatherings, which in a smaller way we are practising this year, a small celebration perhaps for many of us of having made it through the year and remembering those who were not here, whether, we, whether lost in the past year or for myself and yourself, of our parents who sadly died a few years ago. But Christmas at Highclere, the first story I wrote was about a traveller arriving at Highclere, 800 AD. So that was the Christmas in which King Charlemagne was crowned Holy Roman Emperor, Emperor on Christmas Day. And there's the wonderful huge statue down by the gardens. Yes, I
1: mean, as a, as a small boy, the, the statue of King Charlemagne in the corner down there by the monk's gardens, sort of surrounded by the yew tree and with dark ivy on him, was actually a little bit intimidating and slightly... Ghostly, but my grandfather always said, Oh, you're, you're, you, our family goes back a long way and you're related somehow to this man, which I thought was rather an amazing thing as he was such a dim and distant, extraordinary character from the past.
0: Well, my father always said we were related to him. <laughs> as well. The, the <laughs> world the is related world to King was. Charlemagne, yes. <laughs> but um, but it, it is an extraordinary statue, and I also used to say to Eddie that if he was looking to the left, it was a good day. If he's looking to the right, it was not a very good day. We had to watch out. But um, I don't think he luckily he ever moved his head. Otherwise, I would have been really
1: spooked. Yeah, but he's been, been a sort of sentinel there, sitting in the corner there, looking back up towards the castle in the distance, rather than that our more recent statue, the, the, the head and bust of Capability Brown, looks across his landscape to the south and southwest. Mm. But of course, they're both figures in in long time periods, aren't they, really? I mean, Capability Brown had an extraordinary influence on the landscape of Highclere since the 18th century, and King Charlemagne on the whole history of Europe since a very long time ago.
0: And again, we all stop and pause at the winter solstice, which is then marked by Christmas on the 25th of December, and think about these things from the past.
1: I was thinking back to the early 60s, that very cold Christmas. Was it, was it 64 or so? And and literally everything was frozen, and I was, I was pretty young young then, about so, seven or so. And, um, and the lake at Milford Lake was frozen solid. And I remember Christmas Eve so well with snow, flurry eddies of snow. And a fox ran across the whole lake, literally in front of us, left right. Quite a long, a long distance, and it seemed sort of emblematic of the, of the time. And then going up to have Christmas Day with my grandfather in the castle. And when you're quite a sort of small person then... The, even you know we have this big Christmas tree now, but even though we had a lesser Christmas tree, it was still quite a big thing, and it was quite intimidating building to be there over, over Christmas with the rest of the family and There was the grand Christmas lunch in the dining room, and the rather forbidding butler, Robert Taylor, who really was a Mr. Carson properly of the time and used to be quite strict with the children and so you know you, ha- you have these I mean, my grandfather just loved telling endless stories and and, and, and he, he, was, he was always full of great excitement and and charm, but, but these memories do stick in the mind.
0: And part of you know, Christmas for me was always going down to Cornwall. And many of the recipes are from my my memories down with my mother and Queenie, who was our old cook who used to cook for us, who specialised in those really very heavy English puddings. But we loved them. We used to spend the whole day running on the beach, building forts and playing football or whatever else. Going for long walks and coming back to have treacle tart amongst all the other foods. And of course, I was just trying to remind our son, Edward, that in Cornwall, after Christmas Eve, all the shops were shut for about seven days. So my mother used to have to plan and use all the food very wisely, because if you ran out, you ran out. (laughs) It was very different to today's world, where you could just pop back if you'd forgotten something. But I still enjoy it, in the the planning of the menus, and because there were so many of us, we all had where we sat and who was laying the table, who was clearing up, who was washing, who was drying, who was setting for the next meal. But it was good fun, amazing memories in rather a cold house with a little central heating, which I suppose hasn't changed jody well the
1: castle. <laughs> I can also struggle a bit if it's really cold, because you get the big fire in the saloon, but then with with the north wind and northeast wind, it can be a bit cold. Not so bad at all, as long as the wind stays in the west. But I remember my grandfather had a wonderful cook called Ivy, maybe a bit like your queenie, queenie. who also loved doing the, the the classic heavy puddings of all sorts, quite let alone Christmas pudding with its little silver sixpences in you had to find, and the fantastic brandy butter. But she also did great sort of uh, strawberry puddings and all those kind of things. And she she looked after my grandfather's two Labradors who were called Prune and Custard. And they rather became the weight associated with Prune and Custard after a bit because the amount of treats they got. They lived in in the kitchen the whole time.
0: Well, it probably would have been one of the warmer places. Definitely one of the warmer places, yes. Geordie, obviously this Christmas is so different from our Christmases that we've spent in the castle in the past. I remember when my sisters first came and stayed with us and we hadn't quite got the hot water going properly or the electricity, and used to complain on their usage of when the hair dryers were on in the evening and we were sorting out the bathrooms, but it was filled with laughter and people and charades and twister and... Cluedo and so many different games, wasn't it? And I've got various nieces. I I think of that, which is going to be incredibly different to this year, isn't it?
1: Yes. Well, well, we've we've certainly really got the bedrooms on the first and even part of the second floor going now and things are much more organised for people having a very nice stay but and yes in the past Christmases we, we've literally we, we go to church at 11 o'clock we come back and open presents and then we have a, a big lunch in the dining room in the castle which can have, you know, we've had 30, 30 I think the most it was nearly 40 people all around for it wasn't it? Really. It was a bit mad. It was a bit mad <laughs> and crazy and, 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 and it was all good fun and we got through and then we played silly games from the crackers and all those little The musical puzzles. crackers. The musical crackers yes that was never so so musical but it was fun to do.
0: But I mean of course this, this coming <laughs> coming
1: Christmas will be a much more quiet affair because of all the rules with the virus. We can't all meet together. So there's gonna be a small amount of this in our own our own house. The castle will be taking a rest. Yes. People have worked very hard in December with all our small events this year and things we've done. So it's great everyone goes off to have a rest. The castle can be slumberingly quiet for a, a, a few days. Yes. And we'll be doing things in things in the in the in the small house next door but um, of course, going back to my grandfather's uh, um, time, when it was a small boy, it, Christmas was was all great fun. But, but it was a slightly intimidating enormous building and lots of adults. Um, but we did use to all, the same old routine of going to church at, a, at, a, at eleven, all the Holy Christmas service and all the carols, and that's all great. Then we go uh, back. You could actually walk back up to the cars so if you want to take some exercise from from, Good um, from church, which is which is, <laughs> which is great. Um, and, and then there was the, again the, the, the traditional big lunch in the, in the, in the dining room. Um, of course all, all ages and, and um, there would have been some of the, of the normal games around, around the crackers and board games and that kind of thing as, as well as well as silly games like going and hiding in the castle playing sardines. All that kind of thing. We have
0: done that as well, haven't we? have done that too. My grandfather
1: used to love all that kind of thing. It's a little bit alarming sometimes for kids because if you were a bit silly, you could go really high up in the building and you might fall through something. My parents used to get a little bit worried about that. (laughs) <laughs>
0: Although I think there's less things to fall through now.
1: No, nah, that's true enough, yeah. But yeah.
0: on the other hand, there are various mannequins scattered around in various cupboards, which I think as a small child might make you shriek and run yes, away. Yes, it was a, d- a dark
1: area, and I opened that up suddenly. I think I might have had a, had a jump and, and run a mile. But yes, of course, there's, there's sort of nooks and crannies of the castle. It's a very big building. Um, but, but of course, we have brought a lot of it to life and improved quite a lot of the first and second floor. So it's so it's really sort of a fully going building again nowadays.
0: Is yes, and I think when we played sardines in more modern times, we limited it to two floors, which I thought was strategic. <laughs> Nevertheless, I think you went and hid with um, a girlfriend... Well, you went and hid, and a girlfriend of mine found you. Twenty minutes later, none of us had actually found the two of you. I think my grandfather
1: would love that idea in the past.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he did, Jordi. so funny. (laughs) Just to go backwards in time a little bit, of course, your grandfather also spent the Christmases from 1939 to 1945 here in the castle. And in many ways, that's worth pausing for thought and thinking about as a comparison. Because it was a very strange time. Often families were split apart. Some might have been at war, others were working in London, other children, such as here, were evacuated. So it was a really challenging time. And there are some lovely letters and notes and memorabilia from your father, who came back here with his cousin, Patricia, who I was lucky enough to know and who told me so many stories of that time before she sadly died and she and your pa would go in and give presents to the evacuee children and you know try to sing to them under the Christmas tree and make their Christmas a little bit better. They were between three and five years old and they were not with their parents so it was a really challenging time and obviously I wrote the book Catherine the Real Downton Abbey which takes um, readers through the World War Two, beginning in obviously the preceding decade and ending in Forty-five, And I loved writing that book. It made me cry and laugh, the resilience and how people managed to work their way through it. But the Christmases have remained with me in my, in my mind.
1: Yes, well, well, my father spent much of 1944 as a soldier in Italy, slowly moving up, up the country, which is obviously very challenging. My grandfather used to write him letters as if everything was quite normal. <laughs> <laughs> My father would be saying, "Well, yes, actually, it's kind of tough here. We, we, you know, he'd just been shot at." <laughs> but, but yes, you're right. He then finally did come back towards the end of, of that year, mm. as his unit was, was, was sent back. He had to have a small, a small operation on a foot, and he was lucky with that because one of those V bombs landed very near the hospital, so, you, you know, you could either be shot out of Italy or something might happen back home. But then, then of course, yes, you're right, he then went, went towards the end. He was helping with evacuate children who were still there right till towards the end of the, of the war until they went back to London
0: again. I think it wasn't until after D-Day until they left, but it was really moving. And Patricia, his cousin, who was 15 or 16, she used to tell me she was staying with her little dog in the castle, sometimes more or less on her own on the first floor, And she used to hear the night watchman Stratford come round because he had a dicky leg, so one leg was wooden, and she used to hear that noise as he stamped round (laughs) with his dog. And um, she she told me some wonderful ghost stories, actually. So I think sort of Christmas is about memories. And looking back now on Christmas Eve, I think the Christmas cocktail party on the 18th was, I hope, quite a triumph with... Santa Claus arriving with his sledge and me being silly checking the chimney when we lit the fire. That was a bit silly. And the delicious cocktails, Geordie. We have traversed so much life, haven't we, in the last nine months in terms of some of the new life skills we've tried to acquire, often incompetently, but perhaps that's the charm. <laughs> well,
1: yes, because it was the, 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 the total sudden challenge of the lockdown period and how we were going to suddenly relate and talk to the to the world. But, of course in the misery of this pandemic year unlike going back to my grandfather's time we have the extraordinary advantage of the, of the modern technology to be allowed to make a window on the world for high clear and actually and have some fun asking people to join in with us in our original virtual cocktail parties, which, of course, culminated in the summertime when we were in June and our wonderful one out in the temple on the east lawns of the castle where the glorious Arab filly Phoebe came and walked in, walked off as if she'd been trained to do it for her lifetime.
0: She did. That was so funny. You know, it has been amazing. And I have to say, I'm not sure everybody realises, but when we started with our virtual cocktail party, I think our phones were the wrong way up so things came out upside down i mean i think luckily um, some of the platforms were blamed for it rather uh, incompetence so we've now acquired quite a gallery of of microphones and help so it's easier to hear us but it has been an extraordinary year and i hope 2021 as it heads towards next christmas will have a different feel a more positive feel where we can actually gather together again
1: well we really do all hope we will meet all all our friends again and our our family again as um her majesty the queen reminded us earlier on in the pandemic with that wonderful speech but i think it'll take the time for the vaccine to become fully distributed to people so we can't rush the fences as it were and we'll have to be careful in the meanwhile but we're going to do our best here on me to do as much as we can with with, with people when 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 we can
0: we had Decorated as as was shown on the TV program, we spent a lot of time decorating because we were locked down. In that way, that was a slight advantage. Looking for something positive to talk about.
1: Well, it enabled Sally and her and her team to have absolute free reign of the castle with nothing else going on, to make a fantastic job of all those extraordinary wreaths and garlands all round the stairs, the, the, the displays in the drawing room, which so fit the colour of the drawing room, don't they? are all round the Beautiful. fireplace. There. They are absolutely stunning. And the total sort of enhancement of the library with all its deep, rich... Reds and Red, uh, red, red colours. I mean, that, that, that's fantastic. So I think people really have had a great time going round the castle in a, very, in a very sort of peaceful and obviously nearly exclusive way yes i numbers. think it has i mm. hope
0: it's been a really lovely day out for people and um with hopefully good fortune we might be able to open it in a small way for valentine's which should be lovely again but just very small numbers compared to any other year but i nevertheless think a day out a treat gives you a sort of s- sense of mental well-being and something to look forward to which is useful otherwise it's the same old same old which can make your head turn round rather than look outward. yes
1: i think we will have a much it, it's Great to enjoy. We've all had probably more of our, of our fill of endless digital TV stations and channels, all that kind of thing. And it's great to be out in the real world seeing. I mean, at Highclere, I've been lucky to be able to have this fantastic countryside all around the castle. I mean, the castle is a gem of a building, but it sits in the most amazing scenery in north hampshire in the wonderful 18th century parkland the cedar trees which go how, how old is the oldest one Three, 300 years or so a
0: little bit more i mean i think they were um, planted out around about 1770 1780 but often they were grown on in a nursery for the first 15 years geordie to ensure that they got off to a good start your ancestors were good plantsmen I hope well, you've so, inherited that. Well, it's so <laughs> extraordinary
1: f- f- foresight. We live in this amazing landscape, but we wouldn't be living in it had people not had the incredible foresight to have a go and, and plant a design and not worrying about what they were going to see in their lifetime, but how brilliant it was going to be in their great-grandchildren and great-great-great-grandchildren's lifetimes.
0: It is. It's an honour an and a privilege to be to be here and I hope this Christmas I suspect we'll spend much of the time going for walks we can also walk around because we've created an area behind the Etruscan Temple which I would love to plan with you in memory of your mother so at Jeannie's. Yes, walk in she, the place, was she, she
1: loved that, that, that bit of the castle gardens around there always really. And she will also be very pleased that, that we restore the little temple building, and it's been beautifully done all, all around with, with this new hedgerows and views to the park of the south. It's fantastic around there now.
0: Well, it will be, and I've taken on the bit at the back, so that should hopefully be level. And one of my Christmas walks was just to meander and ponder, and plan how we can um, create a little area. And I've got some water there, so we can create a couple of small fountains if we want, or. Because um, I think of her living by the water in the lake, and then with the, also the Indian paintbrush flowers, so we can have some beautiful yes, we land need to try and
1: get the seed for them, but, but they should grow here perfectly okay I mean I've actually seen them wild up in the mountains in in the in the bighorn mountains in, in Wyoming, and they're amazing high high up there they're in fact fant- amongst all the other alpine flowers that that, that you see
0: would well, it be lovely to, again to give some thought to that Georgedies so I'm quite excited that Christmas whilst it'll be. You and I, and possibly our son, and you're my stepson and George, too. And, and George, yeah. But that's about it, which is fine. But we can have some lovely walks contemplating our plans for the garden for the future. And there's Something very settling and reassuring about that. Perhaps at Christmas time, both looking back and looking forwards, and it's learning from the past to live today as well as we can. And well, I was just—I mean, I'm the on the
1: indoor garden side in the orangey. I have just been with Paul, uh, our, our head gardener, and, and we've added a little bit to our current citrus collection to, to sort of broaden it. Because so I wanted a bit more different types of tastes of citrus. Because course as soon as we can get enough of them, we, we dry them. They go off to the, to the distilling. For the gin. Yeah, for, the, for, for the gin, and they're, they're quite a vital part of the production process.
0: In some ways, we've got quite a busy Christmas. I am the chef. Perhaps you can be my sous chef.
1: I was, a very ha- <laughs> was teasing me about, about my lack of the total cooking involvement, but I said I was a very good part of the support team for it, and I try to avoid things being burnt or dried out or whatever. <laughs> I
0: put something in the agar and walk away, and I just completely forget. That is the downside, and I never seem to set an alarm correctly or at all, and then I put my mobile phone down, so the whole thing has gone slightly But you had, but you had,
1: a, you had a triumph with the boys yesterday. Evening with with your cheese and and, and mustard cauliflower
0: and broccoli gratta. thank you. So that was I, I, I was worrying personal. that this
1: Greek vegetarian dish was, was not necessarily going to go down well, but they absolutely demolished it. It was a big success.
0: Well, it was lovely, and then we had some chicken and mushroom soup first, and then that, and that was a hopefully a really good evening meal. So we all slept well, but I enjoy cooking. No, well, I think
1: we got some of our, our own lamb. Actually, we have got our own lamb. Yeah.
0: So as usual, I suppose George and I are back to talking about food. If I hadn't been able to cook soups and some of the foods you love, I'm not sure you'd have married me. Food is at the heart of both of our lives. And it was at the heart of my family life growing up. And curiously enough, after my parents both sadly died, what helped us and my sisters helped us keep together was sitting down and making spaghetti bolognese and opening a bottle of red wine and thinking about what we'd done that day and how we were going to get through the next few days. So sitting down, eating together is just an essential part of our life. And at Christmas, that's a good thing to do. And curiously enough, Geordie, in the Christmas book, after my Christmas feasts chapters... I then write about the 12 days after Christmas and I start writing about going for walks. So I think that's what we're going to be doing. I've got some thermos flasks, which I'm going to fill with soup where we can set off with thermos flasks of soup and water, go for long walks, have a good day outside when it's not raining and then come back in again. And I need to start writing my next
1: book. Absolutely. Well, that's like, well, actually, the traditional thing around Christmas, especially having had a, a, a possibly too rich meal, was, was to climb up Beacon Hill, isn't it, from Yes. One side or the other, which is quite steep, and then and then hopefully the weather's good enough that you can always they say you can see about six counties round the circle from it. So well, it, I thought it, it was really. four
0: counties from the top of the castle. John's always said it's six, but we get muddled about which four or six it is. Maybe it's five. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it's an extraordinary place to live, and and it's lovely. At least sitting down to pause this Christmas, it's special and much needed.
1: Absolutely. Let's hope we all have a very. Happy and safe Christmas.
0: Yes. I hope you're enjoying my podcast as much as I'm enjoying making them. Do let your friends and family know about them. Subscribe. And if you're feeling generous, please leave a review. Thank you.